Hey everyone and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. That's right, Colin, and, and uh, we finished uh, in 1970 uh, with sort of like two brothers discovering that uh, their dad had been kind of a cheat, uh, and now it's a new day, and let's see uh, where, where, we, where we end up with that. Yeah, I mean, listen... Surely one of the most important things about Disney products over the last few years has been about breaking like generational trauma and Absolutely. issues and problems. So surely <laughs> once again, Disney's going to show that we can be better. Like, How can you tell this isn't from phase five of, Dis- of Marvel? Of Marvel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> or not Encanto. Right. Or, exactly. uh, oh Which shit, is... hang on. What's the other movie that just came out where they definitely did generational trauma? Uh, Strange World. Oh, or... yeah, yeah. There's been like at least three or four that have been about generational trauma shit. Uh, I mean, like there was a. Uh... Turning yeah. Red? Yes, that um, was it. That was that's the, one. the other one yeah, that yeah. I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, here's what we're doing we're watching, it's another uh, fun little. Um, Oh, here's what happened. And then later, oh, but did it sort of thing, uh, which is my bread and butter, apparently. Or is it? It is. We're going to be uh, looking at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 16. Um, once again, it's called Paradise Lost. And here's the timestamps you're going you're gonna to watch. And these are specific timestamps because mm-hmm. they, they overlap each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because you're going to see something in this first timestamp. If you go, let it run too long, it... Yeah, the, the overlap brilliant. is important. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to watch 1833 to 1841, then 3233 to 3245, then 3305 to 3320, then 3328 to 3352. And here is what happens. The Malik boys agree to get rid of the notch stone by throwing it into the pond and let fate decide if they're going to be the traveler. Capital T, capital T. Gideon betrays Nathaniel by palming the notched stone and throwing a different white stone into the pond. He puts the notched stone into the bag and uses it to pull out a black stone. Nathaniel, not knowing to feel for the notch, pulls the white stone and says that he thought he and Gideon had had a deal as he is led away to encounter the monolith. So in that 1833 to 1841, what you see is they're like, let's be best friends forever. Yeah, we'll let fate decide. And then in the other things, it's like, I will not be doing that. I have this stone right here and I've I've held it and I put it in the bag. And like, I mean, he's sad about it, but like he has to do what he has to do because he's Gideon Malik. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So that's what happens. Uh Colin... You had said right before we started recording that you had some major, major problems with this. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed. No, I'm kidding. No, it's <laughs> on behalf of White Stones in America. Liz, well, careful, careful. I yeah, I said it. All I said stones it, and then matter, right? <laughs> all stones uh, rock. All st- <laughs> that's very funny. All stones <laughs> rock. Uh, no, okay. So I'm I'm realizing now it's weird, like watching it and everything like that. I feel like I was like, something doesn't feel right about the order of operations here. But then hearing you say it out loud makes me go, 
Mm, no, I think it is right. What ha- what was happening to me that was like weird to me about like the not stone situation was yeah. almost like a thing of, to some extent, it feels like uh, Gideon needs to go first, right? Um, and I mean, like first out of everybody, right? Right, and like well, because the, to me, one of the weird things about this, right, is that by the two of them being last. Right to pull, it means that everyone at that table also knew to not pull the notch stone. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I mean, to not me, really. Well, okay, sorry. Here's here's what I he mean. He wasn't more. trying to fuck over Nathaniel. He was just trying to save himself. Correct. Well, what I mean by that is that it feels as though he. Okay, so these are all the same people that they've been that's been going into the room with their father, right? Right. So it almost feels like. If everyone else gets through the bag and somehow no one takes the notch stone, I guess that's plot armor, but also it feels like they go, uh, notch stone, uh, no, and then they also, uh, but then why would they not take that one? I don't know. There's but just like, something really weird about them being last and there only being kind of like two options, you know what I mean, left. Well, if Nathaniel's the last to pick and no one has picked an, a white stone... Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he automatically be the traveler, or are there is there an option where no one's the traveler because no one picked the white stone? Uh, I imagine someone has to be. Yeah, but I also think, and I could be wrong about this, but they go around again, maybe. May, well, I was also thinking, did they all immediately show their palm? I think so. Oh well, no. I okay, was, I was fair, thinking fair, fair, fair. Okay. they all pull yeah. and then hold and then you reveal. Right. So and there's yeah. a little bit of a of a. TV show logistics thing. Yeah. Where it's that, like, you don't want to be like getting me. You know what I mean? Is that like, just, yeah, it's, it's realistically, I feel like to guarantee that no one else, I don't know. It's just, it, here's my thing. It's, it's tough. Yeah. My thing is always feel for the notch. Cause if you feel the notch, don't pick that one. If you don't feel a notch, it's fine. Right. And if, there's a notch stone in there. You know it's the white one. If there's no notch stone, you don't know it's the white one, but you have a better chance of, like... It's the uh, door it, one, door two, door it's, three It's a thing. little bit of a Monty, Monty Hall thing, except That's for it's, it's like, like... Why can't I remember the name? But it's like, uh, if, you know... Like, you, there's one that you can tell that it's correct. It's like your, right. It's like Monty Hall It doesn't say anything, but he does feel the doorknob. And if he feels the doorknob and it's hot, you know that's a goat. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so, and in that case, and there's only one goat. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, if you touch one and, and it's just growling a little bit, you go, oh, that's the tiger. Right. And, like, if, but see, if he, it's like, yeah, no, that's what it is. You know that sometimes, uh, you know the 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 executives put a, a hot wire on the other side of the doorknob so that they know you know don't pick that one if Monty Hall burns his hand, but sometimes they don't. So you have if he burns his hand, don't pick that one under any circumstances. Right. If he doesn't burn his hand, then it's then it's whatever. But like, I would not like what trust you have in your brother to be like. Well, I know the existence of this notch stone, but I'm just gonna grab it with my like. 
pincer not feel around the, the surface of the stone. Just grab it from the sides. Yeah. Just like feel for the notch. But if he's the last one and it's the only one in the bag, I don't know. Yeah, okay. So here's here's the other thing that I was also thinking about in terms of like them, their picking order. Okay, forget the thing about them going first, essentially, right? Right. What also would feel better to me about this, right? Because again, he reaches in the last, so I'm assuming it's the last stone no matter what, right? I mean, but the thing is that not only does he pick it out, but he feels the notches. And so he's like, dude. I mean, he doesn't yeah. say dude, but like it's the effect of just Bro. like dude, period, but like somber, right? Yeah. Uh, it is a, it's a somber dude. No. But like uh-huh. to me, it's this thing of like what would almost be wild would be, again, I think if you put them in the middle, right? And then you have him go first. So like he's feeling around in the bag to pull one out and then he feels the notch and he just sort of like looks at his brother and then purposefully doesn't take and then purposefully takes it to kind of almost be mm. like you know, to be like, You promised me. Yeah. To be like, I realize that this probably means I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna show you like how bad this is. I mean, like I don't know. I feel like there's there's like a lesson there for him to feel yeah. around for it to look at him and just like willfully look him in the eye and just pluck it, you know, to be like, you made me this promise and like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live with your choice. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Or I Um, will die with your choice. (laughs) Something I like, uh, (laughs) the idea of someone else picking out the white stone randomly. Mm hmm. And being like, hey, you, you, you guys know, I never noticed this before. There's like a notch here. Like, it's like the, this card is marked. We should, hey, I'm going to head off and do the ritual where I disappear forever. We should change out this stone. Yeah. Did you guys notice there's this, like, just someone random completely, you know, Lord Palmerston completely blowing up their spot where it's like, But oh. it's also, what I think is really funny about that was like, that was why I was saying it almost feels like all of the other people know to not do it. Yeah. Because like, what I think would be also like, equally kind of funny in the long run is to say it's always fate but what ends up happening is is they always go hey who do we want to kill right yeah and like they bring in like I the mean, new guy and they always make him pick last and everyone knows about this stone you know what i mean like who do we want to kill is some like the crucible shit yeah like oh, for oh sure. it's random but it happens to always be the people that we don't want right yeah that's exactly because i feel like that's some hydra ass shit to do be like, yeah. oh no no no! Listen, it's just tradition. This is how it goes. Yeah, wink, it's wink, how it's nudge, always. Nudge. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you winked with the wrong eye. He goes, what? Damn it! You saw that? <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. uh, pink eye. I think you could for sure do more uh, nefarious sort of dealings mm-hmm. uh, if you wanted to, and I think that the. Um, one of the many problems with uh, Agents of Shield not being a uh, forty-season uh, year-by-year epic is that you don't have time to really stretch out and being like, "All right, we're in 1970. We can really get into the betray." You mm-hmm. know, like the BBC version of of Agents of Shield, where it's like, "We've run this since 1970, and yeah. now we are covering 1970." Right, and like, yeah. Um- the two-hour plot where this is the only event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's like half the season is just this. Yeah. One that I will Pick say that's really good about Agents of Shield is Agents of Shield does 
a really good job with the whole like this is what you think you see and then this is what happened right like yes like there's a lot of shows that do this sort of thing i feel like west wing kind of has moments like that i mean granted it's not so much of like what you see a lot of the times it's like you hear part of the conversation but then what you don't realize when you come back there's a little bit either before or a little bit after that kind of sets something very different in motion you know what I mean? So it's like really like it's very smart in that way where it's like you kind of keep coming back to the conversation to realize, oh, wait, they did have a contingency contingency plan for this. Oh, they did discuss this. Oh, they did. You know, yeah. the the idea that um, West Wing is just fancy threes company is delightful to me. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a well, a better shot. Like, yeah. And more, with like way more cast. intrigue for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> but like, uh, basically, it's the same. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is just that episode of Three's Company where, <laughs> and like, and <laughs> but like, it's the yep. president, yeah, and it's like, like the president and like Israel, and you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, Israel's just Chrissy. That's really really funny. And they go, that and now me. Charlie has to pretend he's gay. Um, <laughs> no, um, and then at the end he goes, wait a minute, you were very pro. Is like, yeah, oh, I know. It's like it was just fun to make you do it. You know, I was like, wait a minute, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just, I feel like they are, they are really good about like the reveals in that way. I feel like other shows that did that really well was like house. I feel like, like a lot of the times when you saw like, cause you would see kind of the initial, um, injury or whatever, but sometimes they would show a little bit more context that would sort of reverse time because they would solve the mystery. Um, cause oftentimes people don't know what happened to them cause like, Oh, he was just living my normal life. But it's like, yeah, but your normal life is what was killing it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and then exactly. also the only other one that I would, would reveal in the same way is, um, there was the a mentalist, TV show. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, yes. The mentalist. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. No, but there's, Jokes aside, it, it, you know, there was is. a TV show and I'm failing to remember the name of it, but it was a show specifically about basically like kind of like lawyers, I guess they're, they're like half lawyers, half like. I don't think that they were any kind of, you know, maybe they were investigators technically. I think that's what they was were. Like, but they were helping lawyers to help build a case kind of thing. Um, and the idea was that you always saw part of the mystery in the beginning. And then right. as they unlocked clues, they saw like another person's face or like they couldn't tell what the weapon was, but then they figured out how the weapon came into play. Oh, so it's like- and it was like a thing where by the end of it, they realized what actually happened. Uh, and if I'm, oh shit, and now I'm, okay, now I'm thinking about it. I believe every single case was about retrials or something like that. Like someone who was wrongfully was it arrested. Cold case? No, it was, it was something about like people who were like wrongfully arrested, but like recently, like within the last like five years kind of thing. And then they would basically find a way to prove that it wasn't them, it was someone else. Um, I'll ask my mom at some point because she watched every episode of that show. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like either way, it's such a good scene. I mean, like series of of scenes are right. uh, that vignettes, if you will, that really yeah. paint such a cool and good picture. And like, it is interesting to watch. Like, okay, you know the. It's not exactly a fable. Right, but like it's like a story that people will talk about. People Just will tell. A bit fable, yeah. Where it's like, you know, you see this sort of thing all the time. Like it, they use it frequently. I feel like with, or at least may, they might not anymore. But I remember seeing a, like this example, like when I was in school, like high school, right? Okay. Talking about like parents and like how 
we can be just like them, like again, spe- specifically like bad parents, how we can be just like them or how we can make our own decisions, right? right. So it's like a guy who's, uh, or like there's a father who's an alcoholic. And it's like one brother says he's never going to touch the stuff, but then in college tries it and ends up uh, doing it, right? And then uh, ends up becoming an alcoholic as well. And then later on is like, well, you know, like I learned it because like uh, of dad, right? I'm I'm this yeah. way because of dad. Meanwhile, yeah. the other brother always drank in moderation or sometimes they say he never drank at all. And they say that he chose to not do this and like he didn't fall into the alcoholic behavior because he said, I, you know, I learned this because of my dad. Right. So it's like yeah. they say the same thing, but it's like one of them is like kind of using it as an excuse, whereas the other one's using it as like a, a explanation. A reason, I think, yeah. Or a reason, yeah. Um, I have recently heard uh, that, and I don't know where, but if I may give you a, a brief glimpse into um, my grad school, uh, we're learning about uh, behaviorism. Which is the type of development where basically the guy said, "The guy said, give me anyone, anyone, give me any kid, and I'll turn him into anything: astronaut, criminal, assassin, you know, bum, teacher, doctor, whatever. Because I can behaviorally, like, uh, link it to mom, something. yeah." But what you just said is why that's that's bullshit to me. Why I right. don't buy into that behavior. Like, there's elements of it, but like, you can't be like, I can control this kid from you know whatever because there's at least two different ways to react to every stimulus. Oh, okay, interesting. Like, you could say I can make an alcoholic by this, 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 and this, but you might make a straight edge kid. Like, like I I interpret that the even same differently. Stimulus. When you said I can make this. I thought you meant it's kind of like a little bit of like how sometimes police get their quote unquote stories. Oh, right. Where what you were saying is like, give me a kid, right? Give me like, give me their description and I can tell you how that can link into. So it's like the idea of really anybody can be anything. It just, it shows what you lean on, like what kind of information, you know, is what puts them. But you meant like literally like I can manipulate and mold this child Pinocchio style into a real boy. Into yeah. a real well, alcoholic or into a real yeah. president. Son, a real son of a gun, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if it's a wooden rifle. Because um, <laughs> Pinocchio's made of wood. Uh, it's, so literally the, the, the dichotomy gun. here is literally the play on words of the title Making a Murderer. That, mm, that show, yes. yeah, yeah, it yeah. was literally like what goes into making a murderer and also there's a framing element to it yeah. where it's like making someone. Yeah, so anyways. That's why I don't buy into behaviorism as a sort of holistic thing. Sure. Uh, I do yeah. buy into it a little bit. I think you can influence, and there are influences, but uh, I laughed out loud when I read, and it was this guy in like the 19th century or whatever. He's like, right. I've discovered this way. And I'm like, you don't know anything. You don't know Jack. It's the uh, um, cut the Ron Swanson thing where he goes, I know more than you. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, okay. I watched the bowling where Tom yes keeps yeah yeah I style. just watched that today too <laughs> yeah. did you watch it on TikTok yeah that's amazing I love when people end up seeing the same clips <laughs> yeah and he goes Don't, I was never here yeah I was never here yeah and you will never speak of this ever again <laughs> and it's so goddamn funny <laughs> uh, uh, but that is all that I had I just you know it's a brief sure. scene the thing the thing about this con- the context of the scene is for us 
it's a moment in 1970. For the show, if you're watching it uh, like a bunch of normies, it's just a. It's basically almost a parable. It's yeah. like, can grown up Gideon be trusted? Well, no, because here, remember this thing that happened in 1970. So, it's funny that like this is just a little back. blip. I can't wait yeah. to come back to his story because yeah. of like when when the people who are hearing the story yeah. and their reactions. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, very good stuff. Uh, but that's all I have. So if you want to uh, take us on out of here. Do we have anything um, for 1970? And do we ha- I feel like we may have said something here. We. Shall we skip I stones? <laughs> I know I'm skipping stones. Let's. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Let's skip stones and get on out of here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers. Uh, as always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Oh, wait a minute. This rock has a little Excelsior in it. <laughs> oh, hang on here one more time. And, oh, there's a little etching on this rock. It's a white rock and it says Excelsior. Oh, where am I going? Hey, oh, whoa, let me down. <laughs> Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.